whatever it is, just name it, write it down because then you have no way to keep yourself sort of honest on like, am I actually doing it? Yes. Uh, you know, so if it's about losing weight, if it's about, you know, eating healthier, okay, then figuring out what are you going to eat every week? Right. Having a, a meal plan, setting that into motion, right? And then scheduling time to go do the workouts to make sure that you do it. And also, you know, there are ways to help yourself do it. So I've heard of people who, you know, like to work out first thing in the morning and they will sleep in their workout gear. Interesting. So when they wake up in the morning, it's like, well, I'm already in this. So I might as well just go do it. You know, it like it gets a really you good idea. Step closer. Yes. Because then, you know, the morning happens and things go out oh, and, and, you know, and you just don't do it. So it's like anything that you can do to make it easier on yourself or your future self, you should do that. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle Lamoureux. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited today because we are talking about a subject that I know a lot of people struggle with, which is procrastination. And joining us today is Paula Rizzo, who's an Emmy award-winning television producer, a media trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of Listful Thinking and Listful Living. Now, before I go a little bit more into Paula's bio, I just want to say that if you've had something in your mind that you wanted to do. For me, it's, Paula knows, it's write a book. And um, for some of you, it might be getting into shape, getting strong, getting fit. Um, you may have wanted to go back to school. Just hold in your mind what it is that you want to think about that you've been procrastinating about as we get into this interview. Because Paula is, if there's anybody who's going to help you figure this out, it is Paula. <laughs> she was a guest in the very first year of my show, and I'm so happy to have you back for the fourth year of the show. Um, and in 2019, she taught us how to get media attention with her expertise as an Emmy award-winning television producer and media trainer. And as the best-selling author of two books, Listful Thinking and Listful Li Living, Paula taught us how to use lists to live a happier, less stressed life. Welcome back, Paula. Thank you. I'm so excited to continue the conversation. Yes. And you have such like so many important skills. <laughs> I feel like I just would love to be in your brain. Like when you wake <laughs> up, everything's probably like in this beautiful, like organized row of information or something. Is that how you are? Do you find like that's how you've been? Well, you teach what you most need to learn, you know? And so I think that that for me, being in television for years, I, you had no other way to get things done than to be organized or else you were not going to make it. Okay. So for me, that then spilled over into all the other aspects of my life. And I'm like, oh, this really works really well. Let me just do that. So yes, but it has been a work in progress. It's not, you know, I, I am organized, but it, it takes a little work. Okay. I think that's going to make people feel better because I feel like there yeah. are people who literally, since they were little kids, were like that little organized person and their brain yes. is oriented that way. And then there's those of us who, yeah, we get distracted and and need to have more focus. So tell us though, let's, so let's just kind of anchor it with like, what are some of the key reasons that you're aware of that people procrastinate? Why do we do that? Fear. Fear mm -hmm. is the biggest reason, yeah. truly. 
And there was a Princeton University study that found that fear and anxiety are really, you know, the two big reasons that you would procrastinate on anything. And so first is facing the fear and saying, okay, what am I afraid of? And there's two things that you could be afraid of. One is that you don't know how to do the thing Mm. that you want to do. So like your taxes, you know, you don't know how to do the taxes. So you are procrastinating it because you just don't have that skill. Okay. Or you could be fearful of success. Now, this is an interesting one. Yes. Because a lot of times this is about self-sabotage. This is about, oh, well, if I go do that thing and write that novel and become the successful novelist, and then my whole life will change, which is exciting, but very scary. And so we like to stay where we are. This is this is comfy. This is this is okay. This is this is working. So if you don't push yourself, nothing changes. And so that's where the procrastination comes in. So it's really about like thinking through, okay, what is the thing and why am I really procrastinating? Okay. Let's give examples just because I think the more tangible we can make it, and I'm just trying to think Mm -hmm. of the audience. So selfishly, I'm going to focus on two. (laughs) One is the book because you and I were in a writing group and your book is done. (laughs) Or almost done. Mostly done. Mostly Mostly done. done. Well, I mean, you're on the third draft of edits. So like, (laughs) I'm so impressed with you right now. I'm like, oh my God, Paul, I'm so excited for you. And then there's me who, you know, has finished a chapter. So we can use that as an example, but also I feel like, you know, and as the new year is approaching, I just feel like another one that people like go, oh, I really need to get into shape. Yes. I really want to get into shape. And I think people really do. And I don't think they're afraid of getting into shape. I don't know, but you know, can we use- That could change your whole life too. Getting into shape could change who your friends are, could change where you go out to eat. It could change how people see you. It could Mm, change your whole wardrobe. Do you know, like your whole identity will change. Your body changes. Your whole self changes. That's true. And so there are, you know, even subconsciously, there's a lot that, that, you know, goes on in your mind to sort of protect you to say, Hey, you know what? If I don't change anything, then things stay the same. I don't have to, I don't have to move here or there or do, you know, different things, but you know, as far as like the book goes, one of the things people say, you know, I wish I could write a book. And so, yes, saying it out loud, writing it down, all of these things are really helpful. Telling somebody about it, being accountable, which we can talk about accountability because that's really, really helpful and part of yes, how yes. I've been able to do this. Um, but I, I think another piece is to really set yourself up for success. And most people don't do that. Most people don't say, okay, let's break this apart and see like what does have to happen if I'm going to write a book. There's a list of things you have to do. Many, many, many things, as you know. And then being able to take that list and say, okay, let's plug these pieces onto my calendar. Let's make this part of my day. Let's make this part of my week. Let's make this part of my month, whatever it is. Most people do not do that step. They just have the big dream of, I'd love to write a book. book, Lose the weight. And it's not scheduled. You're saying it's not scheduled and that's a big problem. And you need some little micro tasks in there because there's so many more steps to it than, you know, than just the big, you know, you just want to cross off, write book, but there are a lot of things in between (laughs) that have to happen. Okay. So what would a calendar look like for someone who wants to get fit? So for getting fit, right? So you want to first, I would think, set your goals. Right. What right. what what does success look for, like for you? I mean, the same thing with writing a book. Like, is it that you write a hundred words a week? Is that and that's okay. Whatever it is, just name it. Write it down because then you have no way to keep yourself sort of honest on like, am I actually doing it? 
Yes. Uh, you know, so if it's about losing weight, if it's about, you know, eating healthier, okay, then then figuring out what are you going to eat every week? Right. Having a, a meal plan, setting that into motion, right? And then scheduling time to go do the workouts to make sure that you do it. And also, you know, there are ways to help yourself do it. So I've heard of people who, you know, like to work out first thing in the morning and they will sleep in their workout gear. Interesting. So when they wake up in the morning, it's like, well, I'm already in this. So I might as well just go do it. You know, it like it gets a really you good idea. Step closer. Yeah. Because then, you know, the morning happens and things go out and, and, you know, and you just don't do it. So it's like anything that you can do to make it easier on yourself for your future self, you should do that. Yeah. What I'm hearing you also say is remove as many obstacles as you can, right? Yeah. If you kind of get some of the things that are already maybe in the way, and in that case, it's being dressed and ready to go. Maybe you just exactly. have your sneakers literally by your bed, and now there's really no excuse. You're pretty much go. dressed. Just go. Yep. Okay. I love that. Now, is not knowing how to prioritize part of the problem? Like, what, you know, it, it what could be. The- yeah. Yeah, because you know, in, in in big tasks like this, things that are overwhelming, it becomes very much like, oh, well, everything is a priority. Yeah. Everything is important, which is true, but being able to really look and say, okay, well, what what are the steps? How can I get from one thing to the next? And sometimes you need support. You know, you and I were in a writing group because yes. we need it's not that we needed to learn how to write. We needed to have that sort of support to do it, to have yes. somebody there to say, hey, write this every week or write, you know, and and that in, in itself is just it's in, invaluable. Because then you're not doing it on your own. You're able to have accountability. You're able to to see also how other people do it, which I think is important. Because a lot of times we think, oh, I should know how to do this. Oh, this should be easy. It's not. If it was, everyone would do it. It's so true. And so let's stay on accountability because I totally agree with you. I know that, especially as women too, I think we're so much more willing to show up for someone else. Like if you know every Friday, I think that's what you did a Friday, right? Yeah. Writing, right? Or did you do a writing session at the same time or did you just check in and say, I wrote today? I started doing Fridays when I wrote my second book, Listful Living. Yeah. Because literally the, I think I had three months to write that book. It was a very quick turnaround. Okay. And so I thought if I don't block out this time and dedicate it and have it, it's nonfiction. So I already had an outline, you know, I already knew what all the chapters were going to be. And so I literally would assign myself chapters every Friday. This is what I'm writing. This is what I'm doing. So it was very clear. You show up, that's what you're doing. And and that's really helpful too. Because a lot of times what happens when you're working on a big project, you sit there and you figure out what am I doing today? What should I do? So taking that friction out too, to be able to assign it to yourself so that you just sit down and just focus on that. Yeah. Really is helpful. And once the book was done and out into the world, I was like, you know what? I really loved keeping those Fridays for creativity. I really liked that. So I'm going to continue to do that. And I actually went on a writing retreat with our our coach, uh, Suzanne Kingsbury. And um, I met a woman, her name is Bev Sanders, and she was also working on a book. And we just clicked. We we clicked and we that was three years ago. And we meet every, almost every Friday, every Friday. She's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. We show up for each other. We chit chat. We're like, hey, how's it going? How was your week? Whatever. And then we time ourselves. We set 25 minute time blocks. We work on our stuff. We come back. We say hello. OK, let's go back and do another 25 minutes. But we show up for each other. I literally that's the only reason I've I've been able to finish this novel is because she's there every week. And Without it, sometimes I do do it when we don't meet, you know, the times that she can't do it. And sometimes I don't. 
So mm-hmm. it's really important. I think that's a huge, huge takeaway from what you're talking about, what we're talking about now. The fact that you had to show up for someone else, she's showing up for you. You made the commitment, not just to her, but to you. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you may not have stayed with that or has been as consistent with it without knowing that she was she was going to be on She was there. Day. She was showing yeah. up. Exactly. And I did it, you know, thinking back now too, I did it with my first book. I did it with Listful Thinking. Yes. In real life, I wrote in New York City, uh, a woman who was also working on a book. She was working on fiction. We would meet at a cafe in the East Village. And we weren't really friends at, at that point. You know, it was just like, hey, yeah. how'd your week go? Okay, whatever. Great. And then she would write, I would write, we would have coffee, we'd have, you know, lunch, whatever. Okay, bye. See ya. And that was that. And uh, that was also, you know, just something for me to cling to, to say, okay, that's my dedicated time. Sometimes you need that. And the same thing if you're working out or you're going somewhere, have a friend that's going to show up at the class with you. That's right. So that you both, you know, are accountable to each other. Well, I'll go if she goes, you know. Exactly. You're definitely more likely to show up if you know your friend's going to be there. Or like you said, you don't even have to be that close with somebody. If you share right. a goal or an objective, then then that's a big piece of it. And while you're talking, I was really just thinking so much about, um, yeah, just how important this one piece is. And this could be literally the missing link, missing link for someone. Definitely. You know, just have that accountability piece. And, um, and it doesn't have to feel so isolating. That was the other thing I was thinking about while you were talking is that a lot of these things that we might want to do seem very just they're just maybe a little lonely or whatever, or yes. like not as, ex- doesn't see, maybe just don't seem as exciting. Not that doing laundry or some of the other <laughs> things we busy ourselves with are exciting, but yes, you know, they don't seem as exciting. Um, let's talk about discipline. You know, mm-hmm. I've had this philosopher, Derek Notman on the show a couple of times and, you know, he's big into martial arts. And one of the things that is such a big piece of that is discipline. And I wonder what's your thoughts on how much discipline someone needs to have is well, it a discipline thing when it comes to procrastination or is it really unpacking the fear and getting the structure like with the accountability and getting fear it is part of it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you know, I think but but discipline, it's it's part of this, too. It's a key. Okay. Yeah. And I, I do well with habit. I do really well with repetition with mm. sameness with you know knowing and showing up and saying these are the times that I write this is the yes. time that I you know for me it's like that regularity I have to have it and I think it's also about knowing yourself and and allowing this thing that you want to do to have the weight that it should this is an extra project right writing this book is an extra thing that you do on top of your whole life and That's your business and all so these true. things right but being yes. able to show up and say like you know what i'm better when i write at 11 one o'clock 11 o'clock one o'clock whatever it is why am i not scheduling the time then why am i scheduling it at 7 p.m when exhausted. i'm not gonna do it i'm yeah. totally exhausted and i just want to watch tv <laughs> Totally. Yeah. You're going to go watch only murders in the building. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. No, Paula and I were just talking about that before the mics went on. I just think she's (laughs) going to like that show for, for many reasons. Um, and if anyone else hasn't seen it, it's a, it's a fun one. I'm only into the first season, so we'll see. Um, so, so I think it's interesting. So discipline and mindset, how do you see them same, but different? Cause I think there's definitely been times in my, my, my life where I've made up my mind, I've just decided this is going to happen and it happens. And that's been like consistently working out, you yep. know, journaling every morning, um, you know, and, or whatever it is, or moving out here. Like once you make out, make up your mind, 
it's amazing the momentum that that gives you. And just, it's almost like you stop thinking about why you shouldn't and you just think about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and setting a deadline, I think is helpful too, even if it's, but it has to be realistic. It can't be like, I'm going to finish the book completely by this date. Like give yourself some kindness and be able to say like, okay, by this date, pick your birthday. If you don't have a date in mind, like from this day until your birthday, my birthday is in be? February. Is that enough time, Paula? So that is enough time to <laughs> do that, something. Okay. okay. Yes, that, it is know, for sure. Set a goal for something. I like some that. piece of that. I'm going to actually say this on the show to maybe hold myself a little mm. bit accountable. And then I'll have to come back in February and tell you if I, where I, where I am with that writing. Yes. Yeah. Cause that but, will help. That will help to be able to, to sort of name it, you know, like for yeah. me, I'm thinking, you know, okay, by the end of the year, I want to have done this. And, and also saying that out loud and saying it to my, uh, you know, to Bev who, who writes with me every week and, and, you know, her, her being there for me and me being there for her, it's really important. And yeah. I have put, you know, writing time on my calendar on Tuesdays at three o'clock for the whole year. I don't think I did it once. Because you weren't meeting with Bev? Yeah. Wow. Because things spilled. Up. And also, I don't really like doing things at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> then why did you put it at three? Yeah. Exactly. So I set myself up for failure. Right. Yeah. Don't do I that. Do. Set yourself right. up when you, like, if you're a night owl and the kids are in bed or whatever it yep. might be, and you know you actually would have the energy to write or... Yeah. Plan at least plan your day or like, yeah, or do it first thing in the morning, maybe before mm -hmm. everyone's up and out. I don't know. It's so, I, I think the mindset piece is important though. It's almost like you've made up your mind too, that when you're with Bev, you are committed. That's it. That's the time that I have for it. You know, I'm trying now to add a little bit more time in my week because that yeah. is, it's not enough. You know, that two hours, we usually meet for about two hours. It It's helpful. It has helped me, but it's, if I want to be done by the end of the year, I don't have that much time left. So I need to add some more time yes. to do this, you know? So I'm hoping to add a little bit of time on Thursdays yes. so that then Thursdays will spill into Friday. Because the problem that I'm also having is that then I forget what I did last week. Yes. And I come back and have to like reacclimate myself with what I did. Um, but I've started to leave myself <laughs> notes. Like oh, yeah. little little crumbs. Like this is what you should work on next. So that when I sit down, I'm like, oh, okay, that is what I should work on next. Great. I've assigned myself that already. So right. giving yourself those little, you know, nuggets maybe uh for for future you to use is really helpful. I love that. It's right. So you're not going back and reading like the last 10 pages just to get back on track. You're reminding yourself of kind of where the story. What's next? Do you ever feel like you want to write longer and then you don't because you just allotted the two hours or how does that ever, does that ever happen or no? Sometimes, you know, you get in the groove yeah. and you're like, oh, 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 this is really good. And then the timer goes off and then it's like, well, she's got to go. Okay. See you later. And I'll just finish it. I'll like finish the thought or whatever, yes. but it's not that I'm going to stay for another hour. It's that I need 15 more minutes just to button this up. And then move on. And that's that, you know? Yes. I find those short writing spurts, 25 minutes for me is really, is, is good. Okay. So how long did it take you to get your first draft done using this method that you've done with Bev? I started writing it three years ago. It was a, a the retreat I went on was September. Yeah. 2019. It was right after my second book came out and we started meeting maybe uh, the beginning of the next year. So 2020, which was great too for 2020, you for know, COVID. because we yeah, couldn't do anything. Going, yeah. I yeah. Gave you. So it gave us that, you know, that thing that we were working on and we were able to, you know, really connect on, on that level too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was almost every week, I would say we did definitely during COVID more yes. for sure. 
I think sometimes in terms of like, what would you regret? Like when I wrote my first book, I'm like, will you regret not having seen that through? And the answer was hundred percent. I would regret yeah. that. And so it's like, sometimes it's maybe sitting with what has been in your heart to do? What have you been procrastinating about that's important to you? Maybe just you. And that's like owning that, A, that's okay. And B, how would you feel if, you know, it was the end of your time here and you didn't see that through? Can yeah. you speak to that a little? Because I think about this stuff and yeah. sometimes that's a motivator for me. Definitely. And also, maybe you don't want to do it and that's yeah. okay. Well, you know, to look at that and say- I don't want to learn how to work, how to learn French. I haven't, you know, it's been on the list for a long time. Do I care? I'm procrastinating on it. I keep, you know, keep showing up on the list over and over again. You know what? I don't even really care about that. So cross it off. Give yourself permission to be like, no, that's not a thing that I need to be doing. And I don't want to do it. Interesting. That's okay too, to take the opposite stance because we put so much pressure on ourselves to do more and be more and learn this and do that. And sometimes you don't even care. You know, it's something that maybe some you thought was cool because somebody else was doing or whatever it is. Um, but I think about that too, like the idea of legacy. And, uh, you know, I don't have kids and I, I would like my books to live on and on and on. Oh, I love that. And love I that, think Paula. about that. Yeah. I think about how could I help other people in a different way, you know, and be able to have this speak to many people in all different parts of their lives at any time? That's, to me, that's a motivating factor. So I think everybody sort of has to say like, well, why do you care about this goal so much? What does it actually mean to you? Right, right. And if it's like getting strong or fit, maybe it's just to like, you know, make sure you're enjoying your life as long as you can as healthily as you can, like exactly to the heart of like what that motivation is. And I do love what you said. It's true because maybe we're taking up mental space with these like, oh yes, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn French. And then I'm going to go, you know, you know, whatever, like go live there for a month. And, you know, yes. maybe that is a dream or maybe you don't have to be fluent to go do the dream part, like go live right. there for a month. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just maybe re-examining the goals that you have for yourself. Um, yeah. It's just, I think it's all it's so personal. And it's funny what you said about maybe it's not that important to you. I don't know if it was Debbie Millman. Somebody was on the show and they said, if you have a goal that you haven't like managed to like pursue, then it's, it's really not that important to you. Yeah. And I think that's it's true in some cases, but I know for the, me, the book is, but I'm still procrastinating. So it's, I think it's unpacking more of what you're talking about. Is there fear attached to it? Do yeah. I just need more structure, accountability? So some of the things you've talked about are the calendar, mm -hmm. the, having the micro goals within the calendar. It's not like big picture, write book every day. Cause that's way too big. It's maybe more specific of like, you know, write a thousand pages this week. So then you break that down to whatever it is, 200 yeah. pages over five days or however you, you might do it. Or maybe it's the thousand words on every Friday. Right. Um, and be realistic about it, but also time yourself and see like, what can you actually get done? Mm. Because a lot of times we'll say, oh, I want to write a thousand words today. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words if you're not in the groove and you don't really know who your characters are yet <laughs> and you're not really sure what you're doing and, you know, and then you don't yes. do it and you're like, why didn't I do that? So what I like to do is I like to watch myself first. I give myself like 25 minutes and I'll say, okay, let's just do it. Let's just write whatever I'm going to write. And then when the 25 minutes is over, I'm like, how many words did I actually get through? 
in the 25 minutes. Okay, now I have a better idea of what I'm actually capable of doing. And, and, you know, then I can push myself a little bit too. You know, I had a goal this year of like, read more books. What does that even mean? I don't even know how many books I read last year, you know? So like (laughs) this year I've been tracking the benchmark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this year I was like, oh, I should probably see like how many books I read this year. So then I can have a goal for next year. So I've been tracking it. Yes. You're not scheduling the reading time though, are you? No, I mean I I have very, I do have specific times that I read actually. I do. I listen, yes, I listen to one audiobook that is either memoir or nonfiction while I get ready in the morning. And then I read some kind of fiction right before I go to bed. Those okay. are my like two reading or if I'm like on the beach or something then of course I'm reading, but um those are like my daily reading times. Okay. And I find, you know, so I mean, I have two books going at this at the same time, but they're very different because I right. found that I was reading nonfiction a lot in bed and then taking notes and like not winding down. I was like, I cannot do it. So when COVID started, I was like, I'm going to start this new habit yes. and I'm going to read every night, but fiction only one chapter and just sort of go somewhere else wherever the book wants to take me and and not be overwhelmed by like, oh, I should fix my website tomorrow or whatever other thing that comes up when you read, you know, some sort of self-help or nonfiction book. Totally. And I think from what you're saying, obviously there's going to be things that pop up that you don't anticipate. Like, especially if you have kids, like maybe they're homesick, you know, things are going to get thrown off. But for the majority of the time, there's way more control. So you've talked about the the calendar, the micro goals, the deadlines, the accountability, which I think is one of the hugest pieces of all that, the mindset shift and creating the habits. Like you said, you're more like you're more of a habitual type of person. You like things to be pretty structured and then how we can maybe play with that ourselves. What about lists? Since you are the list queen. How can we use lists to maybe, is it, you know, just prepping the night before, you know, do you do time blocking for your days where it's like nine to 10 is when, you know, you do your media training or, you know, do you structure that way? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I'm very intentional about the way I structure my, my schedule for sure. And that, you know, I've I've been working for myself for five years now. So after my first year of working for myself, I was like, okay, I did way too many Zoom calls. And this was before anybody was using Zoom. So I was already (laughs) Zoom fatigued before anybody even knew what it was. And I didn't know who I talked to. I didn't know what I talked about. It was just too much. So I know for myself, I can do two you know, Zoom calls where I'm like teaching or I'm doing yeah. something. I'm giving all my energy. And that's it for the day. I maybe could do three. And then I'm really exhausted. And I know that now of myself. So I started to watch and say, okay, when do I feel the most excited to be on these calls? What do I do really well in the morning? What do I do really well in the afternoon? And really tap into my own productivity style. And so, you know, my book, Listful Living, has a whole uh, workbook, basically, of how to figure out your own productivity style. Because it's important. You don't want to become a morning person if you're not one. You're not going to be productive. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So to be able to say to myself, you know what? I... I get up. I like to do a little yoga. I like to read uh, the newspaper. I like to drink my tea. I don't like to talk to people first thing in the morning. It's just not what I do. I'll read emails. I'll reply back to people, but I'm not getting on calls before my first call is at 1130 because that's for me like, okay, now I'm ready to go. I do an 1130. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I do an 1130 and I do a one most days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that's really it. And then Mondays I reserve for my prep time of what, you know, what needs to be done for the week. Is there any kind of like writing for social media or for my, you know, email lists or whatever? 
that need to happen. And then Friday, of course, I reserve for my creative projects. And I found that just having that segmentation and allowing myself to say, okay, well, if it doesn't fit in this week, it doesn't happen. And that's okay. Is there an opening next week? And just being able to do that because we try to fit too much in the day. Yeah. And then, you you know, and especially now people are working from home and living at home and doing everything from home. And, that's you know, so it, there's no, there's a lot of overlap. But for me, that's the way that I've been able to sort of have the boundaries to give myself some space because otherwise then you have no room left for creativity or for living a life. It's so true. And are you doing daily lists for the next day um, before you start? You are. And are you also doing a Sunday review of the week? I do everything the night, like the end of the day. So the night before I will do, that's my, that is my shutdown strategy. Okay. And everybody needs one because otherwise you're just day bleeds in and then you're doing emails and then you're, you know, so for me, it's writing that list. It's yeah. the last thing that I do. I say, okay, what do I have to, what do I have the time and the resources to do tomorrow? Not what would I love to do tomorrow? Not what would I like, you know, big <laughs> write book would be on that list. Right. And we do not put that on I there. Think, let's look at my calendar now. Oh yes. I see right that book. on my calendar. Yes. Literally. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So it needs to be much more. <laughs> Specific, right? <laughs> work on this chapter, work on this story, work on this whatever, you know. Character development. Or, yes, yeah. right. Go back and change this piece. And so, I, you know, I use a lot of lists as I'm writing too to say, okay, I'll get back, I'll get to it. And that yeah. was part of the strategy too, just to like go off course just a tiny bit, is that like better, it, better to have it all done than say it's perfect. So a lot of times, even for me, uh, I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. Like, this could be a really funny part. I just don't have it in my head right now. Yeah. So I'm going to leave myself a note to make this funnier later. Yes. And move on and just keep going. Because the, the tendency is to stay there and be like, well, let me just finish it. Let me just do this. And then you don't get to the next part or the next part or the next part. You don't finish it. So it really is important to get that first draft out. And even if it's, you know, it's not perfect, it's okay. It's there. You'll right. go back, you'll refine it later, you know? Um, but having that list, getting back to the list, having the list the night before really does help because then the next day when I come in, I see, okay, this is the intention for the day. This yes. is what I would love, you know, this is what I've, I've set for myself to do. And it just yeah. makes it easier to sort of plug and play. Okay, great. I'm going to do this next. I'm going to do that next. Uh, and I do that Friday night as well then for Monday. So then I don't have the Sunday like, oh my gosh, tomorrow it's, it's like I've already done it. I already set myself up. Your weekends are for you to enjoy your time with your husband and just have fun, right? Go to the beach. Yes. (laughs) Right. Because you're in Miami now. Um, And are you time blocking or no? Is it just a list? And do you have like the big goal or do you have like, you know, how are you structuring that for the day? So I structure it by time, by like time of day. Yeah. Like because I also know when I'm most productive, like when I can actually, and thinking through that too for yourself, like when are you most productive? When can you do these tasks best? Yes. Put them on your schedule at those times. You know, don't schedule calls at three o'clock if you're really tired at three o'clock. Do them earlier if that's what you, you know, want to do. Um, and so I just sort of look at the the day and then say, okay, between this time and this time, also knowing how long things take. So that's another thing is timing yourself and knowing, okay, well, if I'm going to, you know, write back to emails or if I'm going to write a blog post or if I'm going to, you know, prep for my my live stream show or whatever, how long does that actually take? And give yourself those those time blocks. But I just look at it really as as like, you know, the, this one hour window, what so can I do in there? When you know you're productive for yes. certain tasks, which tasks you're more productive at at certain times. And the other thing I heard you say is don't let perfectionism be the better of the good. 
definitely. Because we're so many of us are guilty. So like if your goal was to lose 10 pounds and you lost three, it's not like you just scrap it, right? Or your goal was to write a thousand pages for the week and you wrote 200, like celebrate the wins along the way. Is there anything you want to say about that? Yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, you know, um, Seth Godin calls it ship it, just ship it, get it out, get (laughs) it out. And that's, you know, like from my TV days too, like you had no choice. The five o'clock news is happening. This is good (laughs) enough. You know, could you have written a little bit more, you know, a a better word, used a better word here or there? Yeah. But you didn't have time. So it's, it's gotta be out there. That mentality. Yeah. Just to ship it. That really keeps it going just to say, you know what, I will come back to this later. I just need to get it done. Get it get it to a place where it's better than it was before. And even for you, you know, if it's one chapter that you've written instead of a whole book, that was one chapter. I know. That's amazing. It's, it's true. Most people don't do this. I mean, that's no, the only I know thing. that. 90% of the people don't write a book who say they're going to write a book. Or maybe no. it's higher than that. I don't know. Yes, they, they do not, you know, and it's it's even harder than to sell the book once you do write it. But yes, that's, that's, a, that's another, another, that's another, that's another podcast. Yeah, you'll have to <laughs> yes. come back on once you've done that and talk to <laughs> us about that process. Yes. It's so true. Um, so many great takeaways though. I mean, I'll just recap a little bit, but being realistic, setting the habits, changing the mindset. Um, creating structure and discipline, um, the micro goals within your calendar, knowing your productivity style and and scheduling around that. And the highlight of all of this, I'm going to say, is I do believe the accountability piece, whether that's like an imposed deadline or ideally a partner, even if they're not like your bestie, like maybe that's even better. Yeah. You know what I it mean? It is Just- better. Yeah. I think it's better. I think it's better. And that has been every time I've done this, it has been someone that I have then become good friends with. Yes. But we didn't start that way. And I, I think that. that was a key too, because that didn't distract us. Right. From you weren't we just chit chatting about everything mm-hmm. else because it's more yep. fun because you want to catch up with your friends. Exactly. Yeah. I love this. Anything you want to add that we didn't talk about before we wrap up? Well, I think just, you know, kindness for yourself too. I think that's just an important thing that we always forget. And and it it, it is important to go easy on yourself. You know, we go, especially at the end of the year or the beginning yes. of the year, we're like, oh, these are the things I want to do. And this is, you know, think about all the things you've done. I think that's a, a better list to make is to say, okay, let's look at the the year and see what did I accomplish? Maybe that wasn't on the list that I, you know, wanted to do that, right, but right. I did do it. You know, right. this is where my time and my focus was. And I do that every December I, for my business. And personally, I look back at the year and I say, okay, what did I do? What did I love? What did I not love? What do I want more of next year? And, you know, I just set these lists and I have a template that I use every year. And it really has helped me to structure my life the way that I want it to be. I love that. That's a beautiful place to end. And just for people to reflect on, it's true. Take stock. And, you know, we are going into a new year, depending on when people end up hearing this, Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, look at what you have accomplished and then maybe just find that accountability partner and shift that mindset. And we'll see, I'll have to, I'll have to do an update in February around my birthday. Yeah. Now you've said it. Well, no, I like that. You've kind of given me a deadline. I know from my Myers-Briggs type, I'm a perceiver. I need the deadline. I thrive Ah. on deadline. I thrive uh-huh. on it. So that's another piece. That's a different I'm show. excited. I'm excited to see what you create then. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm excited to see where you go with your book because I am I know one of the characters Thank from you. having been in your group and he's very fun. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see what he's up to. Um, so where can I direct people, people, Paula? Where where do you hang out? Where do you like to connect? So if they go to paularizzo.com slash lists, they can get my list making starter kit awesome. uh, and find out all kinds of good stuff about productivity and list making and 
and the like. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, my my books, Listful Thinking, Listful Living, and I'm at List Producer on all social media. And I'll link all that. So all of the show okay. notes for today will be at thegoodlifecoach.com. Within the, within the resources section will be a link to Paula's website and your freebie. That's so nice. You have that. Yeah. So that's paularizzo.com slash lists, plural. Yes. Okay. Lists. And I'll for sure link that. Um, always so fun to have you on the show. You're such a bright light yeah. and um, you've got me motivated. So I hope, I'm sure people listening feel the same. So thank you so much. Good, good, good. Of course. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you gained some new information or inspiration for your life. That is that the essence of this show is to really wake up to what's possible for you to reclaim your beautiful voice and to really learn to love and prioritize yourself. So if you gained any value from any of the conversations you've tuned into, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can do that right now on your phone. And please do consider leaving a rating and review if you have yet to do so on Apple Podcasts. It's actually how more women can find the show. And I really want to grow a community of women who are loving themselves and living full on. So thank you as always for tuning in. And I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.